It's been quite a cold cycle ride in today from my home to the association office here at Cardiff Baptist College. When I do go cycling, it tends to be as a mode of transport for getting from A to B for me, very much a commuting experience. But I know there are a lot of people who really enjoy cycling for pleasure. And one person is a gentleman called Andrew Hoyt. He's a very keen cyclist and has a fitness tracking app on his mobile and in 2017 he went to Birmingham and did a four and a half hour cycle ride and managed within it to create a picture of Father Christmas. The next year he went to London and did a 10 hour cycle ride to create this picture of a snowman and then in 2019 he would return to London once more to do another ride this time creating the picture of a reindeer. Isn't that incredible, something that makes you go, wow. But I can't help but wonder if we had been on the cycle ride, not knowing what the outcome was to be, whether we would have questioned, what's this journey all about? Why are we going in this strange direction? It's only later when you see the bigger picture that you can say, wow, that's amazing. I wonder if there's something similar sometimes for us as followers of Jesus. With all that's going on in our lives, we get so caught up in everything and we can say, this seems like a strange set of circumstances. It's not what I expected it to be. What's happening on this journey? And perhaps there are moments when we almost need to be able to step out to see the bigger picture. Well, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 40. And as we look at their lives, there are things that have gone very badly wrong for the people of Israel. But here in these words from Isaiah, we take a step back and see a bigger picture of what God is doing. And perhaps as we see that bigger picture, it will help us in our lives as well to take that step back and see something more of what God is doing. So that as we go into this new year, we have renewed hope. Our reading in Isaiah chapter 40 tells us of a very difficult time in the life of the people of Israel. They understand themselves to be the special chosen people of God. But now they have been invaded and conquered by the Babylonians and many of their people have been taken into exile into foreign lands. What are they to make of these difficult and horrific circumstances? They're left with two questions. The first question is this. Has God abandoned them? Are they no longer special to him? Will their relationship with God ever be restored? And secondly, they have always understood that God, their God, Jehovah, is the all-powerful one. Has he been defeated by the Babylonians? 
Well, our reading gives a resounding no to both of these questions. No, God has not abandoned them. They are still God's people. He still loves them. And no, God has not been defeated by the Babylonians. He is the one who still reigns in power. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout, lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. It was announced just before Christmas that Mars Wrigley have made the decision to remove 
bounties from their box of celebrations. Now, some of you may think that's a good thing, others of you may not. The reason for doing it is they did a survey and in it they discovered that nearly 60% of people said that bounty bars led to arguments in their family, probably because they were the ones left over when others had eaten all the ones that they thought were nice. In fact, nearly 40% of people said they would like bounties removed from celebrations. The message is this, we don't like you, let's remove you. Uh, and that, in a way, is what the people of Israel were wondering at this time. Are we still God's people? Are we still loved by him? Or has our disobedience meant that we're no longer a part of the celebration of God's people. We've been removed from his presence. Well, we read this in the first verses of Isaiah as God begins to answer this question. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Into this passage of scripture, the people of Israel hear these words. My people, says your God. So clearly is this stated that they are still his people. He is still their God. And what is the message that he's giving them? Not one of anger, but comfort. Comfort my people. How is God speaking to them? Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. In the midst of all the difficulties and all the troubles that you're going through, the Lord, your God, wants to speak comfort and wants to speak tenderly to you. You know, they thought maybe their disobedience had led to the end of that relationship. There was a price to pay, but we hear that their hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Now, when we hear that, we need to make sure we understand it properly, because you could hear this and think, from the Lord's hand, She's received double for all her sins. Is that double punishment? Twice as hard as anything else anyone should receive? No, it's very different from that. This is what it's saying. The sin has been paid for. Who has paid for the sin? The Lord. You have received from the Lord's hand double, double payment. Here in this passage of Isaiah, we see a wonderful promise of what will be through Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says this, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus was without sin. He was the one who could take sin from us, all of our disobedience. Now, I don't know if you've ever had any rubbish that you've had to have taken away. Normally, we have to pay somebody to come and take away the rubbish. That's the first payment. But God goes one step further because he gives us something as well. He doesn't just take our sin. He gives us righteousness before God. And when somebody gives a gift, there's usually a payment that is involved. Here we have 
a double payment. And that's what God is saying at this point. This is his message to people. Look, there's a double payment. Not only am I removing all your disobedience, all your sins, but I'm also making you right with me. What a wonderful gospel message this was. In the midst of their difficulties, in the midst of their struggling, as they're asking, is our relationship with God ended forever? The answer is this resounding no. You're still my people. I am still your God. I'm bringing comfort. I'm speaking tenderly to you. I have given generously to you. I have paid twice over so that we can be in that loving relationship. And perhaps today in this new year, as we take a step back from our lives with whatever we are facing to try and see the bigger picture of what God says to us, maybe there are circumstances that we are facing in this new year where God wants to speak tenderly to us with words of comfort. As he says, you're my child, I'm your God. As we recognise once again, that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He has paid twice over for us. He has removed our sins and he has given us righteousness in his sight. New year, new hope. We are God's people. If you're anything like us, you may have done quite a lot of travelling over the Christmas period to see various members of family. Hopefully it will have been fairly straightforward for you and the roads will have been fine. And I suspect you won't have had to travel across anything like this. This is a picture of the Guoliang Tunnel, uh, which is carved through mountains in China. And the incredible thing with this is that the villagers of Guoliang did this without any power tools. They used hammer and chisel to get through on this route. I certainly wouldn't like to travel on it myself and I certainly wouldn't want to meet anything coming the other way. At times it took them three days to just make one meter and yet they felt it was worth it because they wanted to prepare the way to be able to travel to other places. In our reading from Isaiah, we talked about new pathways being formed. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. All obstacles, all barriers are going to be removed. When an earthly king is coming, you may build a bridge to cross a valley. When the heavenly king comes, the valley is removed. Uh, and what Isaiah is saying in this passage is, has God been defeated? Absolutely not. The Babylonians, their victory is for a moment. We go on to read, the grass withers and flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. The king is coming. The king is coming not only with love, but in power. He's coming in power. There is an inevitability about it. It will change everything. 
And so we're encouraged, you who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain, you who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout, lift it up, do not be afraid, say to the towns of Judah, here is your God, see the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. We live in a world where there is so much trouble where so many things have gone wrong. Over the last year, we've seen the devastation of war in Ukraine. We're continuing to feel the consequences of fuel poverty at this time, as many people are struggling throughout the winter. We're hearing about the climate crisis that there is, thing after thing going on, and we might be saying, where is God in all this? Has God been defeated? And the answer is no, a resounding no, that just as God came once through Jesus Christ, he will return again and all that is wrong will be made right. This is good news to shout out into our world where people may be without hope, where they may be struggling, where they may be concerned. We have good news. There is a king. He is not defeated. He will come again in power and he will make all things well. As we go into the new year, we have new hope that the God who has come will come again. He's not defeated. He continues to reign and reigns in power. God will come and make a way. Well, there's just time for one more chocolate before I go, and it's not a bounty. I don't know if you came across the survey that Cadbury's have done recently as well. They have talked about what chocolate bars do they no longer make that people would like to see being restored and being brought back. They've talked about Astros and Fuses and Echo Bars and the most popular one of all was Dream. That's what people have asked to come back again. What would you like restored in this new year? For some people, as I go around and speak with them, I think the answer is probably renewed energy, renewed strength, because the last few years have been so hard in church life. We've constantly been having to reevaluate who we are and what we do. What should we change? What should we keep the same? And there are people who are now just tired. There are those who volunteered for, no, for so many things who say, actually, I don't have the same energy I used to have. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to hear some of those last words from Isaiah. And it's beautiful in the way that it speaks it. In verse 31, we read this, they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That's the ESV version. In the NLT version, it says, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. And in the NIV version, it says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Trust, wait, and hope. These are three great words to carry with us into the new year. That promise that he will renew our strength. He will give us new strength for whatever it is that we face. We're not alone. God has not abandoned us. He speaks words of comfort. God is powerful. He's not defeated. He reigns in victory. 
and at this time, perhaps as we need new strength as we go into the new year, we can trust, we can wait, and we can hope. May these things give us new hope for this new year. God bless you. Those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired. They walk and don't lag behind. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not 